Hello, everyone. My name's Hank Suttala. And I'm Casey McBride. And we're here with another fun episode of Stir Crazy Shamans. So if you didn't catch it yesterday, we talked about spiritual readings and we thought how appropriate for the next day to talk about spiritual healings because really the energy is very similar and one could even argue that it's the same energy just being applied in different ways. Yes. And this is something that um, especially during the past few readings that I've done, it's really come through that um, uh, the spirit guide readings I do are spiritual healings. They are a healing modality. Um, it's just a different way of going about um, uh, performing the healing. Uh, but like big release happens for people. Um, so yeah, excellent segue into uh, talking about spiritual healing today. Yeah. And of course, my Facebook didn't make it public, so I have to change it after all. It lies to me. Okay. So, um, and if you're tuning in, uh, we welcome your comments and your contributions. Feel free to ask anything. We can go off topic. But uh, starting off with the spiritual healings, that's actually what started me on this work because I always had uh, some innate uh, healing experiences and things. And I went to fellowships of the spirit to kind of get a framework to learn more and then got into the reading world. And that's where I kind of had the awareness. Wow, it really is the same energy. We were tapping in the same way and getting awareness of what will facilitate change in this person. Mm. Yeah. Um, and for me, I uh, uh, I remembered how to heal at a certain point. I guess it would be better to say. Uh, um, I was having my awakening experience, um, going through that whole beautiful but very messy <laughs> process. And um, I remember I was, I think I was at Huntington Beach, and uh, I think this was the first time. And, I, and I, there was this guy that I was talking to, someone I just met. And um, they were talking to me about how their knees were really hurting them. And they have like, they had chronic, I think uh, it was like Oshkid Slaughter's disease or something. Where they, like, their okay. knees were always never heard of that. Okay. You never heard of that, really? No. I, I know uh, several. I, know I love several a sh people. sheltered life, I suppose. <laughs> You're like the Buddha <laughs> when he was young. <laughs> Um, anyway. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, so I don't know how we got on the topic, but he told me that his father was a Reiki healer. And at the time, I don't even think I knew what Reiki was, but he explained that it was like energy healing and something in me, I just blurted out, I can do that. And, uh, <laughs> I never had done anything like that. And then he's like, you can, and I just went, okay, just sit there. And then I was just, again, it was spirit moving through my body. And I, 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 I had no idea what I was about to do, but I remember I could like feel and like kind of see like this dark, dense, something that didn't belong in his knees. And I went over and like, I just like pinched onto it and then just pull. And I saw this like thing, like being like dragged out and then like shook it off into the earth. And then he stands up after I did that and he bends down, bends his knees and he just had this look on his face. Like, there's no pain. And then he started jumping up and down. He's like, I haven't been able to jump up and down like that in like years and years. And um, so <laughs> obviously at the time I was like, okay, wow. So uh, I just discovered something <laughs> pretty powerful right now. 
Um, I, and then, yeah, just started to explore the topics. So I don't re even remember my first real healing experience. The first one that comes to mind uh, before my wife and I were married and she was just staying in the States because she's from Germany. So she would come for the summers oftentimes. And she had something going on with her hand where they, I think they call them like Bible bumps or something like that, where they used to smash Bibles on the, to break it up with some sort of cyst or whatever. And she was having a lot of pain and discomfort. And I just... Uh, just had a knowing i just reached out touched her hands and she felt like this jolt of energy go through her and she's like what was that and it was completely gone and never came back and mm -hmm. so it's like uh, the greatest healing sometimes happen when we don't have a point of view about what will happen what won't happen i didn't know what was going to happen i just knew that i'm supposed to touch her and we did that and that was a, a, a really profound experience for both of us because it's like well you can't unknow that once you see it <laughs> right <laughs> yeah and then um, actually it's funny i remember now there was a I, I had, at the time when I first discovered that, and then I started to learn that like this is a thing, people do energy healing, <laughs> and, um, and so I remember I would just go around like people I had met at, like just randomly and like friends and that had no experience with it. I'd be like, "Does anything hurt <laughs> in your body? You have any pain or anything?" And then I just everyone I could, I'd want to like I would do that for, and I would do these like healings like, like instantaneously, and then. Um, uh, and then there was a period where, again, I think I started to just think too much and like certain things I sort of shut down for a while. And then um, I, I hadn't done any kind of energy healing for years. Um, and then I was at a, a retreat and um, we were uh, guided through this uh, like uh, journey process that we did and had a really powerful experience. And then um, I stood up and uh, there was someone who was having a really a powerful emotional release um, after what had just happened. And um, so they were like kind of just laying down and they were uh, like crying and um, something was like, get up, go over to them. Oh, sorry. That was the second thing that happened. The first one I was just sitting next to after this journey, a friend of mine, he's sitting there and he's like, just got this look on his face and his shoulder was like killing him. And he's like, and I said, what's wrong? And he said, I don't know. My shoulder is just um, so painful right now. And he said, I, didn't, and it was just like, you know, his whole body, he couldn't like think or focus. He was in that much pain. And uh, so I said, stay still for a second. And again, this is just, I didn't know what I was about to do, but I put my hand like this, like a, a little ways away from his shoulder. And I just felt this charge building up like this, like getting stronger and stronger. Clear. And then I just, exactly, I just thought, like, that? And then he goes, whoa! <laughs> and I, and I, so I said, I thought I hurt him. I thought I, like, just caused him pain. I was like, I was like, what? Oh, I'm sorry. He goes, no, it's gone. And I said, oh, my God, that's amazing. And then, um, and then, and then it, immediately Spirit was like, there's that guy over there having that emotional release and crying. And I didn't even know, I didn't even say anything. I just walked over to him. And um, I was like, is it okay if I put my thumb on your forehead? He's like, yes. So I put my thumb on his forehead and he just like, like, I just felt this like, oh, like this big release. And then um, he told me, he's like, I was just like stuck in this, like really like, like this, some like kind of trauma was playing over for him. And he's like, he's like, and now it's just, it's light. There's just lightness. And, um, and then still at this point, I wasn't fully like grasping that like these energy healing abilities were just, turned on or I had remembered them, but then someone there who did energy healing um, recognized that and they saw me and they were like, Hey, come over here. See this woman. She's got a lot of problems with her neck. Heal that. And I'm like, 
I don't know how to do that. It's like, and, but this, so these are British little, you know, guy had his shoulder hurt and then, you know, emotional release, whatever. But uh, she was telling me she had um, surgery and she had like uh, her, her uh, vertebrae were fused in her neck and like pain where she couldn't even turn her neck and all this stuff and was having really bad pain in that moment. And um, she was like, she, <laughs> this woman was like, okay, you know, heal that. And I'm like, that, no, that's like way too big. Like, like, why? You know, just try it, just do it. So I went, okay. So I just did whatever spirit was kind of, and I saw this like dense, heavy energy and I just got in there and just spread it out and like drained it from the area. And uh, I was like, how do you feel? And she's like, yeah, you know, it's pretty good. And I was like, oh, okay, well maybe that was a little too much for me to like fully heal in that moment. But then like an hour later, she told me she had like stood up and she cracked her neck and everything just like completely lined up. And then there was no pain after that. And, um, and then there were like, in just that retreat over the next like day or two, there were like numerous other powerful healings that came through. And, um, and then same thing, like for a while, I was just like everyone who I came across, I got to getting to the point where I could feel like in people's bodies, like without them telling me, and I'm like, Oh yeah, your ear hurts. Like, you know, Oh, I have an ear infection. Okay. Let me fix that real quick. And I was just, just going around to everyone doing that. And, um, but then, but it's funny because then like when I started to really study more and, and, uh, like, and learn about energy healing and learn more advanced techniques, um, uh, for, there was a time, not, uh, not so much now, there was a long time when I learned like all the complex, like energy manipulation and all that, where in my mind, it became like this whole process. And then the instantaneous healings, uh, for a while were more difficult for me to perform. Um, and I think I'm still sort of remembering that all this yeah. stuff can happen. Mike has a good point. The more you know, the less you know. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's more like the more the more um, definitions and conclusions that you have around something, you actually create a box of limitation because everything you think you know has to fit in the box. But really, the, the possibilities are infinite way outside of definition and, and conclusion and all that. So yeah, the more sometimes when you start to learn something, it, it takes away from what your innate abilities were initially because we get kind of tripped up or can get tripped up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, um, and that's the thing is other people also have the viewpoint that their own healing that like they're receiving needs to be this big complex thing. And um, <laughs> so it's funny, you know, some people you have to go through a little bit of a process in order, like we've talked about to sort of get yeah. step outside of that. People love their stories. Yes. They have a lot of, and one of the things is if you spent 20 years identifying with all your problems, like, can, are you in the space where you can receive all that to go away in 30 seconds? Or do you need a much bigger process because you have so much value in getting to where you are? Right. And what could, what could you shift? One of my favorite acronyms of the lady that I co-authored the book that I have, which if you want to go look up my book, it's called Spirit Talks. You can get it on Amazon. Shameless plug, right? But she has this acronym for HEAL, helping everyone appreciate life. Oh, I love it. And the idea is that healing isn't always necessarily a cure. Healing might just be something that you say to somebody that shifts a point of view, uh, a perception that will change everything going forward, even minutely. But that little minute change, when you put it out on a trajectory, is huge differences and possibilities like a year later, 10 years later, that even a small insignificant thing could be a huge thing in the end. Really interesting. I just have to bring this up. You said the book was called Spirit Talks. Is that yes, right? Spirit Talks. On uh, YouTube, uh, this was like a year or two ago. I had started a channel that I only made like four videos for. And um, the series of videos that I was doing was called Spirit Talks. No way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. So with, with the book, um, my friend Darlene, she was getting these um, messages from Albert Einstein every morning. So it would be like one word and like a little esoteric phrase. And she really didn't know what the phrase kind of meant. And so I was doing like the interpretations of whatever came through. I would sit with it and then I would write like what that, like expound on what the meaning was for it. It was oh. pretty fun. And, and, and then I got my little skull just to tell a little bit more of the story. This is a little Chinese flared skull was the first one I got. I got a salute. And like almost right after I got it, I was doing a healing for somebody. And it's like, hey, I need to go home with them. I'm like, really? It's like, don't worry, I'll be back. I'm like, okay. So I, I just gave them to uh, my client and said, bring it back when you're done. And like three years later, he came back and she named him Einstein. And she didn't know about the book. So like just, uh, I know I've said that on the uh, other episodes, but it's kind of a cool little story about my pet skull. Einstein. Oh, that's awesome. Pet skull. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's more than a pet. He's I was going to say, he's your friend. Yeah, he's my friend. He's my friend. They're all my friends. <laughs> You're never alone. We got an episode on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh, what I would think I'm feeling called to talk a little bit about um, how when doing these healings, uh, there's like a oneality and a duality thing that I want to communicate right now. I'm trying to let the words flow through properly. Um, not properly, but in, the, in a way that makes sense. Um. So we have a lot of people, I remember when I would first start doing healings, uh, I was just in the energy of it, having fun. And I wasn't worried about how people, how I talked about it. Um, but uh, I would say like, you know, oh yeah, you know, like I, 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 I'm an energy healer, I, I heal people. And, um, and people would always, I would get energy healers correct me. They're like, no, you don't heal people. You know, um, spirit heals people. You're just, if you facilitate or whatever they would say, or like you're the channel for the healing. Um, and so through years and years, like, yes, uh, I'm really uh, <clears throat> like what I'm doing when I do readings or healings is I'm acting as the hollow bone for um, either energy from source or actual like specific spiritual beings to come through and work and do the healing. Um, but at the same time, from the oneality point of it, that's all me. <laughs> like we're, we're, I'm one with all of that. Um, so it's not separate from me, but um, yeah. So I wanted to bring, uh, get your kind of thoughts on like the wording around that and why it's important to sort of specify for some people. No. Yeah. I, I feel that every person brings their own healing with them. And the reason that they pick a particular healer is because that healer can hold the space and hold and be, and be the energy of whatever they are willing to receive. And that's why some people resonate with one type of healer over another type of healer. Uh, but there's something to be said, like if, if someone gets into the egoness of it, like that's, I'm doing the healing as a, as from the, you know, separation from all that is that's where people may get tripped up a bit and it, and, and, yeah, you are but the hollow bone. But if you start thinking that I, the individual, not the kingdom of me instead of the kingdom of we is doing it, that's where it may not work out the way that people would anticipate. Yeah, yeah. And it is. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting in my frame because, um, how to put it, uh, it's been quite a number of years since I've actually identified with the thought stream. Like I have thoughts and I'm saying these words and I have this body and all of that, but like uh, at the same time as I know that that is intimately a part of oneness, I know that none of that is true or real. Again, it's that paradox. It's not me, but it is. It's true, but it's not true. Yeah, you're the only one in the room and so are they. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So I guess like from, from a... Uh, so I never, and I, I, but the language thing is interesting when you get to talking about, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say with that. Wow. The energy just fizzled out. Ooh, do you feel that? Is that just me? You feel that? Uh, right now it's just you. Okay. 
<laughs> well, whatever that is, pot and pock. <laughs> pot and pock is point of destruction, point of creation, the little clearing tool to get rid of whatever the energy is that just derailed Casey. Come on back. <laughs> and while people are watching, one of the things that I, especially with readings that I do, that I'll gift uh, to you is a great little thing to open up the space when you start, to, uh, when you begin to work with a client. This is what they teach at fellowships that I slightly adapted to be uh, relevant for healings as well, not just readings. As we open the door to communication and healing in the unity of the Holy Spirit, the great I am presence of the universe, we give thanks for we know that the word spoken and the experience received is full of your grace, wisdom, truth, love, and understanding of the highest. And it's a great little prayer to set the intention that it's always for you know the next highest choice of what their possibilities are. And I tweaked it to communication and healing because since I focused on healings, it, it would seem more relevant to make sure that I'm also accounting for the fact that I'm not just speaking. It's the energy and what they're receiving as well, uh, besides the words. Yeah, and I know um, something that just came through on to, like, to what I was saying, uh, to like, wrap that little thought up, was that after I do uh, every reading or healing that I perform, I always say something along the lines of just, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for helping me to be uh, a more clear vessel, a, a better hollow bone for your wisdom, your healing, your energy to flow through to whoever was working with me and all of that. And um, uh, so, yeah, so it's, um, it's important. Uh, it is important to recognize um, that, um, and, and so I, there's like a certain, you need to be humble in a certain way energetically um, and, and realize that um, like, it's a great honor for you to have been uh, not chosen. I don't even know what I'm trying to it's say. Like you're the witness of the miracle or whatever their experience was. You were yeah. able to be present with another aspect of divinity and hold the space and give to them whatever they're able to receive. Right. And hold the space because like uh, sometimes it's like somebody who they conceptually want the healing, but what it really comes down to is they don't want to suffer anymore. And as the healer, you look at it like, well, they don't want to have these symptoms of suffering. And what this really is, is this going on here? What energy could I be to hold the space for them to be in a place to let this go and actually desire to create that lightness out of whatever that trauma is? Because a lot of people, it's like, I just don't want the disease anymore. I don't want the physical pain anymore, but there's, it's deeply rooted with all kinds of other spiritual things. And so like, and you don't even necessarily have to identify that if you go into the healing, my, my thought is always, I go into the healings with uh, the idea that I have no expectation that anything will happen, but I have the awareness that anything can happen. And in that space, and if the client's coming from that same space, that's where miracles happen. And I've seen stage four cancer go away literally uh, in a moment. And then the doctors are like, what happened? And they're like, we don't know. Well, we do know, but they won't believe you anyhow. So. <laughs> oh. but, but even with the one lady, and there's a whole story around that, but I'll save it for a different episode where we talk about just random things. But uh, in, in this one situation, and now maybe I do need to tell the story because it's fizzling out. So, all right, I'll tell the story about this healing. Um, I was at Goddess Elite during one of the uh, psychic fairs, and at, uh, there was... I was just doing little tuning fork healings and I just started getting into shamanism and the lady that sat down in front of me, I'm like, Hey, you know, I feel like I'm going to go a little bit over with you. Is that okay? And they're like, yeah, that's fine. And while I'm working on them, I get this, uh, this in, in, intuitive knowing that I feel that you have this uh, divine inspiration that you had, that you never did anything with. You just kind of stuffed it. And in that moment, 
she's like, I, I think I'm going to pass out. She passed out of my hands, had like a mini seizure. We got her on the floor. She woke up, threw up, <laughs> and then was like, wow, what a healing. Uh, and we, we were calling in the ambulance and everything because we didn't want her to drive and everybody you know, it was kind of giving me a hard time. Oh yeah, Hank's making this client stir up again and stuff like that. It's really the first <laughs> time it ever happened. Um, uh, but I didn't know it at the time, but she had stage four cancer. And when she went back to the doctors after that, it was gone. And she had um, the idea that she had a cathartic release, like knowing that this was a creativity thing and it was ovarian cancer, if I remember correctly. And then it was just gone. It's like, wow. Uh, like just holding the space and bringing that to her awareness, she was ready to release that. And I feel she did all the work really. I was really just a facilitator that didn't have a point of view of how it was going to manifest. Cause how many healers want their client to throw up, you know, like who would have been resistant <laughs> to that, <laughs> but you know, that's how the healing presented itself for, her, and I held the space for it, but she really was in the space of being willing to let go of that. I just created the awareness around what needed to happen. And then she chose to heal from it. Mm, yeah. And you know, um, I don't know. Wow. My brain, I, I am, I might have, we may have to call this early. I'm, uh, I feel like I need to take some time to ground for a little bit. Uh, oh, you need a little healing work? Maybe. Maybe I do. <laughs> Sorry. My brain is not wanting to uh ooh, I don't know what I what I just connected to. Well well let's uh do one quick clearing first, see if you feel lighter. And if not, we can uh, certainly call it. We can always do the same topic tomorrow and uh revisit it again. Okay. But what energy, space, consciousness, and choice could our body being and beyond be to create the space for Casey to continue on with the broadcast or not? whatever is the first highest and best with total ease and everything that doesn't all that times a godzillion right and wrong good and bad pot and pock all nine shorts boys and bands and just be an allowance whatever energy would be the greatest contribution for your body being to flow effortlessly in through one foot through the whole body being and beyond through all timelines lifetimes all aspects of existence both known and unknown and then effortlessly out the other foot creating a wonderful energetic dialysis moving away any heaviness, hucha, or anything else that's ready to move and flow. There we go. Hmm. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever it was, I feel it's moved. I hope you feel better. But uh, if you do need to ground, we can certainly honor that too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I definitely felt something. I feel a lot more, um, not that I didn't feel calm, but um, hmm. <laughs> well, whatever that was, thank you for yes moving on throughout the cosmos to wherever you'll be a service somewhere else. Uh, all right. Well, you, you talk for a little while and we'll see how I feel. <laughs> Tell the story again. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. What would be the greatest contribution for our time here talking about healings? For those oh, of you who don't know, I just want to say really quick, I've been, yeah. I've been doing more uh, psychic readings than I've ever done in my entire life. And um, uh, sometimes uh, my brain gets fried <laughs> and then words don't work. And um, so that was kind of like what I got the feeling of part of what just happened was like my brain was like, <laughs> words oh. don't. Well, what energy, space, and consciousness and choice could it be for you to be in the world but not of it and be able to facilitate infinite readings, infinite healings with total ease? So. Interesting point. You you asked that question. I think it was yesterday when I brought that up, and um, I kept asking that question for myself. And then um, I went on and did some readings, did a live thing, and I was able to be in that space to do way more than I thought I would ever be able to do in that 
particular time. And um, I feel like I'm continuing to move in that direction. So I think I just need to keep asking that. Yeah. Keep allowing that. And where have we aligned and agreed with the resisted or acted to the idea that being a healer has to take a physical toll on the body? Right. Like if you ever read about Edgar Case and all that that brings up and lets down, destroy and uncreate that. Uh, the thing that comes to mind to really share with people too, if you're starting to get into this work, there is what I feel is a misnomer or things that easily get misidentified with the work where especially people who identify as empaths uh, have the idea that they could pick up something from their client. And while this can possibly be a true for the empath because of the uh, needing to discipline what the difference between sensing and feeling is, which is a whole other topic for our empath talk that's going to happen next week. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that I have found personally is if I'm working on somebody and they are in a space of allowance to release something that I have a similar energy around and I am not willing to release it, it's not that I took on their stuff. It's that what was in me that resonated with that is now coming to the forefront. And then it's like, wow, I have to deal with this because, but it, sometimes it feels unsettling and it may appear as though you got something from a client, but all they did is they let it move from them. It went through you to source or however you look at that. But while it was going through your stuff that matched that same frequency was like, and, but you're not dealing with it. And then it's like, oh, what's that? Oh, did I just take that from my client? No, they just reminded you, you have some shit to deal with too. Mm. And, but it, but in that, in that state, that does happen when it does happen, that brings up a, a wonderful opportunity to finally release that. It does. But people, if you're, if they're not aware that that's what's happening, they might just be misidentifying it as getting gunk from their client when it's, they're not recognizing it as their own shit to work through. And shit is spiritual human in transition. It's our fertilizer that we use to help us grow into something more beautiful, more with more possibility and actualize more everything for ourselves. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> And if you're just joining us or if you're watching this on the replay, you can always make comments and we can speak to it the next time we're on too. But if you have any comments, if you have any contributions, uh, feel free to make that. And if you are watching this on Facebook, um, also take a moment, click the link that says uh, view on YouTube or whatnot and subscribe to our channel. That definitely helps us out. We honor your contribution. Or if you're going to watch this on the replay to catch the whole thing, start a watch party if you're on Facebook and help us get the word out a little bit more too. And if you're interested in healings and uh, psychic readings, as soon as I'm feeling more grounded again, <laughs> um, then uh, subscribe to Shaman's Way on YouTube. Did you put the link in the description for that? Yep. It's, if you click to see more, it gives you the link to Shaman's Way. It gives you a link to um, the HHH YouTube channel. So it has all the links for all those things. And very soon, uh, Casey's website will be done. I'm actually working on that for him. And yes. my website is just my name, HankSettler.com. And I do uh, Zoom online facilitations where I just basically ask questions because my whole, I've kind of gotten away from the readings uh, over the years. I still do it, but uh, my thing is more to ask questions and I do more of like, a, I call it an intuitive facilitation where I ask questions and follow the energy and do clearing work around it. But you never know if someone comes through in spirit, then I, I do that too. It's just not what I focus on right now. Yes. Um, and then Shaman's Way, uh, uh, if you hit the notification thing, you'll get notified after you subscribe that uh, I'm going live to do these readings. And yeah, if he doesn't pre-schedule those. You got no. Like as soon as you see it go live, go on and be like, I would like a reading, please. And, yes. then, you might <laughs> and then you might get a little <laughs> mini reading. Uh, but if you resonate with anything that's happening and you want to just book a full session um, on the videos on Shaman's Way, I've got all that info. It, well, just go look at one of his uh, videos because the way that Casey does readings is very unique in that he's not just connecting with like dead grandpa or something like that. I mean, he certainly could probably. But what he does is he goes and talks to your spirit guide. And once he connects with one of them and they present themselves, you have the opportunity in his many readings to ask one question. 
Yes. And, and, and then you ask that one question and he gives the response and then he moves on to the next one. Uh, so it's kind of unique that uh, you get to either ask them about, hey, what's your connection to me? What uh, words of wisdom do I have? And if you do do that and you're going to ask a question, please ask yourself the question first. What could I ask that would create the greatest possibility in my life? Yes. As a reader, I can't tell you, like I, I share with Casey offline, there was like was one lady call coming, uh, she went to like five or six different psychics. And then she's coming to me to ask the same question, where should I live, this city or this city? And I'm like, spirit doesn't give a shit which city. <laughs> like, just pick one. Uh, like, and, and, like it, the reason why I kept going back and forth is because she kept changing her mind and the readers are picking up on whatever her opinion was in that moment. It's like, but really, you can pick either one. Spirit will work with you no matter where you're going to live. Just pick one, whichever one uh, feels nicest to you. But spirits, there's not a right or wrong choice here. You can just choose. It's a, it's amazing that like really, uh, but talking about like how healings can come through. Little story, I thought it happened on over on public shows. So I'm not going to give the name or anything, but I'll just tell a little story about what happened. A woman was asking just about um, uh, uh, her relationships and um, you know just sort of like whatever guidance spirit had in that aspect. And um, spirit showed me this vision, and uh, it was like a very um, clear, specific vision that I described. And um, I, at the time, I, I didn't know, you know, I, I never know uh, whether or not that is actually going to resonate with the person. Um, and so I asked her, I'm like, does that make any sense to you? Uh, or do you like, and I've said, I don't normally do this in the mini ones, but I'll, I can go in and ask them to clarify if, if you want. And um, she messaged back and she was just like, oh, wow. She's like, I'm crying. Like, that was amazing. Like, I, like I know exactly what all of that was talking about. And, and then I felt just there's this huge energetic release that happened um, from that session. And uh, so, yeah, you never know. You may just be asking a question that you think, you know, you're oh, kind of curious about this, but be open to the possibility that like really powerful healing can happen. Right. And for anybody working with beings while doing healings, uh, this is probably more relevant for our reading conversation yesterday. But if you look at uh, something like the Alice Bailey work or other schools of esoteric um, philosophy and theology and stuff like that, they have these things called planes of existence. So you have, we are in the physical plane, then you have the emotional astral plane, the lower mental, higher mental, buddhaic, uh, which is that one minute, then there is atmic, spiritual, and monadic in that in that belief system. And the reason I bring this up is if you're working with an astral level being, they're not necessarily much better off than we are. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're working with a spirit guy, you're like spiritual level or atmic level. So like if you are working with other beings uh, or going to a reader and they're bringing through spirit, um, ask yourself, well, what level of consciousness is this other being? Because it may impact the quality of the energy. And I'll give one example. I had someone come to me for a reading where they, they just had to know if grandpa approved of their boyfriend before she could marry him. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so I, in fellowships, they always teach you go to source to get the answer first, then you reinforce with spirit, right? So I go to source and I get, this is soulmate, right? And then I reinforce the spirit and grandpa's like, hell no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what, what's, what's going on here? And then I had the awareness, well, I'm talking to astral level grandpa who nobody is good enough for his baby girl. But that information would have been correct. That information would have 100% been correct. But the truth of the matter was that is the soulmate. And so depending on the source, you might be getting accurate information from that being's point of view. However, it may not be the point of view with the fewest lenses of filters that is uh, skewing the information coming through. So the, one advantage of a spirit guide reading uh, is, is that you're getting it from a not that there's a good or a right or wrong of what level the information is coming from, but you might be getting a more 
interesting point of view energy versus like a, a judgment, like an energy with a judgment attached to it. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and, and that is a big thing. And a lot of people do uh, want to talk to like, oh, you know, it was my, my grandpa or my boyfriend or someone just passed. And uh, and um, there are people that do that and that can like really help people. Um, but um, that's not the energy I choose to work with because of like what Hank said, um, uh, working with spirit guides. And they can sometimes be relatives that passed, but if they are there, that the free spirit of that being that has gone through the process of um, uh, you know, like the sort of like cleansing that happens and re reconnecting with their um, actual spirit, and then, um, but, but but I mean, a lot of times, you know, they're they're beings that are just here to really help to guide us, teach us a lesson, provide healing for us, um, and they're not just hanging out because they've got like unresolved issues around us or something. Um, and if you're ever getting guidance for anybody that's just diving into this, there's a little tool originally from the Oxford group that then was adopted by AA called the four absolutes. So whenever you get guidance from spirit, you test it against these four questions. Is it loving? Is it selfless? Is it honest? Is it pure? If it tests against those four things, chances are it's from source. If it's not, then it might be something that's not quite of the same, of the vibration level that you were are targeting for when you're getting the information. Mm, absolutely. Uh, well, we made it to half an hour, <laughs> so that's good. Maybe this will be just one of our half hour ones. I, this was good. This was great. Uh, no, we got a lot done in a half hour. Honestly. We did. There a lot of really great energy was flowing during that. Uh, but I do. I, I need uh, like my physical body is like food, um, and like a few other things. <laughs> well, no, and I, I think my uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, well, I'm sure everybody knows that kids are home, and I have two kids, so I'm also like homeschooling. Uh, so I, I'm sure that they will appreciate me being a little bit more present with them because <laughs> this is like my third online thing uh, today. So it's like, okay, I got to uh, go back to the kids. But if you're watching this and you have comments about healing that we're not going to get to now because we're going to wrap up, uh, please uh, message us. Uh, we can certainly do another stream about spiritual healing. Uh, we maybe even have a couple guests on. There's a couple friends that um, from Lilydale and things that do healing work that would also have uh, wonderful things to contribute if they're willing to come on. So we'll plan to do some additional work around this topic or additional talking around this topic. So please uh, subscribe and let us know what else you'd like to see. Any final thoughts, Casey? Are you done? <laughs> uh, do i have final do i have any thoughts right now <laughs> um uh, uh i got one for you honor your body when you need to honor your body that's what you're doing you're yeah. being you're being aware and you're connecting with your body and you know hey i need to go take care of myself yes so i yeah. i gave i gave casey's final thought and i'm gonna just say what casey said <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> thank you very much uh, uh, nike 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 uh,